booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. U.S. officials make an unexpected visit to Ukraine, vowing support until victory is won over Russia. The Homeland Security Secretary Sunday vowed the Biden administration's new disinformation bureau announced in the wake of Elon Musk's Twitter takeover will not police citizens. Retired Admiral James Starvitis told the Cats Roundtable Russia's amazing incompetence in its war in Ukraine has led to a loss of top Russian military officers. Billionaire Warren Buffett and his VP of Berkshire Hathaway rail against Bitcoin during a weekend shareholder meeting. An LGBTQ group is launching an effort to remove the late New York City Mayor Ed Koch's name from the 59th Street Bridge. A surprise visit to Ukraine by U.S. officials. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and a delegation of U.S. lawmakers pledged Sunday to support Ukraine until it secures victory over Russia. Do not be bullied by bullies. If they're making threats, you cannot back down. That's my view of it, that you, you were there for the fight and you cannot uh, you cannot fold to a bully. The visit by U.S. officials comes as Moscow's military advance stalled. Russian officials blame saboteurs for an attack inside of its territory. During a Sunday news conference in Poland, U.S. Representative Adam Schiff, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, said U.S. support of Ukraine would not end until victory is won. The Biden administration continues to say it will not send U.S. troops inside of Ukraine. The Biden administration also has said that it will not help defend those fighters sending military from Poland inside of Ukraine. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas insists that the Biden administration's newly formed disinformation governance board will not monitor American citizens. He also told CNN the board will not have operational authority. Here's Jankowitz in an interview video on TikTok adapting the Mary Poppins classic supercalifragilisticexpialidocious into a song about fake news and disinformation. Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine. Or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain. They're laundering disinfo and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet voice or note. Oh. That's Nina Jankowitz there. Mayorkas repeatedly refused to identify who will be the operators and what the disinformation board will actually do. It was announced days after Elon Musk's reached agreement with Twitter's board to buy the social media platform, promising freedom of speech. A former NATO Supreme Allied Command for Europe, retired Admiral James Starvitis, thinks Russia's amazing incompetence has led to a loss of generals and other top military officers, calling it unprecedented in history. The retired admiral commented on 77 WABC during owner and operator John Katzmatidis' Katz Roundtable. I think it's worth pointing out that more nations may join NATO as a result of this, notably Sweden and Finland, who are very capable militaries. I commanded their troops in Afghanistan where they were partners in that NATO mission. So Vladimir Putin is creating the expansion of NATO by his 
uh, his unwarranted attack on a neighbor. In comparison, Admiral Starvitis said in the United States, the U.S. wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, not a single general was lost. He also accused Russian President Vladimir Putin of unleashing war crimes on Ukraine, including the illegal invasion of Ukraine, massacring and raping civilians, as well as destroying cities. Skepticism from Warren Buffett about Bitcoin. The Berkshire Hathaway CEO, one of the world's richest persons, told shareholders Saturday that Bitcoin is not a productive asset and doesn't produce anything tangible. Buffett is not buying Bitcoin. Whether it goes up or down in the next year or five years, ten years, I don't know. But the one thing I'm pretty sure of is that it, it doesn't, it doesn't multiply, it doesn't produce anything. It's, it's, uh, it's got a magic to it. And people have attached magics to lots of things. Both Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway Vice President Charlie Munger have both made hostile comments towards Bitcoin in the past. Most famously, Buffett said Bitcoin is probably rat poison squared. Minger echoed Buffett's opinion during the shareholder meeting. Bitcoin holders are in it for the long term, it seems, hoping the cryptocurrency's value will rise. We don't know yet the sacrifices all of us will have to make to get this city back on its feet. A move afoot to remove the late ex-mayor Ed Koch's name from the 59th Street Bridge. A group of prominent woke Democratic politicians, including squad member Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, want Koch's name off the 59th Street Bridge. Foes are blasting the effort as cancel culture out of control. Spearheading the effort is Jim Owles, LGBTQ Democratic Club, whose leader, Alan Roscoff, despise Koch for his delayed response to the AIDS crisis. They've sent a questionnaire to politicians seeking endorsement of the name change. Those signing on to the cancel Koch cause, along with AOC, include State Comptroller Tom DiNapoli, City Public Advocate and Gubernatorial Candidate Jamani Williams, Congressional Representatives Carolyn Maloney, Grace Ming, and Hakeem Jeffries, Manhattan Borough President Mark Levin, and Bronx Borough President Vanessa Gibson. Taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Cloudy today, showers, light rain, or drizzle on and off. Our highs steady at 55, mostly cloudy overnight, patchy fog. The low, 52, a mostly cloudy day tomorrow. The high, 52, right now. Rain on its way, and we have a reading of 40 degrees. Well, Republicans <laughs> seem to support one fellow, some guy named Brandon. He's having a really good year, and I'm kind of happy for him. President Joe Biden there, plenty of jabs during the annual White House Correspondents' Dinner in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. It returned to the nation's capital for the first time in two years following a hiatus due to the viral pandemic. President Biden spoke during the dinner there. He joked about the let's go Brandon phrase, a term actually meaning F. Joe Biden. Vice President Kamala Harris did not attend. She's in COVID quarantine. Comedian Trevor Noah hosted joking about free speech. You understand how amazing that is? I stood here tonight and I made fun of the president of the United States and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine, right? And Noah, the first comedian to host since Michelle Wolf, caused a stir back in 2018 with her raunchy comments. All attendees had to be vaccinated against COVID and boosted. 
President Biden is losing support among black voters in the 2020 presidential election. Ninety two percent of the 30 million voting age African-Americans pulled the lever for Biden. However, there has been a big shift today. Only 69 percent of those supporters are behind Biden, according to a recent CNN survey. Mirroring that, a new Quinnipiac University poll put support among blacks for Biden at just 59 percent. 29-year-old David Shimon Ortiz of Brooklyn, a former city council staffer and political activist, marched with Black Lives Matter in 2020. He's among those who no longer support Biden. This year, he protested outside the U.S. Capitol, waving an F Biden, let's go Brandon and Trump 24 flags. So what we're doing here today, what I'm specifically doing here today, is not only changing from Democrat to Republican, but to bring awareness around the red wave. And this is a movement that we want to create for the black and brown communities to bring awareness as to this was our party first. Rising crime, failed schools, illegal immigration and anger over COVID mandates all among the issues cited for declining support for Democrats, according to political observers. Former Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives Newt Gingrich called the first family corrupt and added the Bidens are almost like a criminal family in the old-fashioned mafia sense. During 77 WABC's Cats Roundtable, which aired Sunday. Here's Gingrich speaking to 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis on the Cats Roundtable when he said Biden misused the office of vice president. They're almost like a criminal family in the old-fashioned mafia sense. I mean, you look at how the, the brothers and the son work, and you look at how Biden misused the office of, of vice president, and it is... It's the most astonishingly deep corruption at the level of White House in American history. President Biden's son, Hunter, is currently being investigated for his overseas business dealings by the Delaware Attorney General's office. Emails and other material recovered from Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop suggest that Joe Biden may have been involved in his family's multi-million dollar global schemes when he was VP. President Biden, though, has denied knowledge of his son's business dealings. The Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is sounding the alarm over the lifting of Title 42. The DHS secretary says its lifting would mean 18,000 migrants would pour across the U.S.-Mexico border, straining federal resources already stretched thin. What we do is we prepare and we plan, and we've been doing so for months, understanding that the Title 42 authority that the CDC holds is not going to be around forever. Because, quite frankly, we want to conquer the pandemic and put it behind us. And remember, Title 42 is a public health authority. The Biden administration plans to lift Title 42 on May 23rd. The Trump era rule back from March of 2020 allows border officials to immediately expel migrants for public health reasons because of COVID. Last week, a judge issued an emergency temporary restraining order against the lifting of Title 42 ahead of a more permanent injunction hearing. That's planned for May 13th. Three red states filed suit, later joined by 19 others in suing to stop the Biden administration from lifting Title 42. In March, there were 221,000 encounters between immigrants and border officials. Comedian, actor, and political commentator Bill Maher is slamming Twitter. Twitter flagged a tweet by a satire site Babylon B for posting a skit about the social media network's woke employees needing therapy after Elon Musk's $44 billion takeover was agreed to by Twitter's board of directors. Maher defends Babylon B. 
this is right. well within what satire has always been. And the fact that they flagged this for being insensitive shows their complete lack of self-awareness about what their own problem is. If that's where the line is, you have failed, Twitter. You yeah. do need a new show. Bill Maher also said the video mocking Twitter employees' reaction to the Musk takeover was what satire is all about. Maher backed Musk to turn Twitter into a twounced town a square of thoughts and opinions rather than a left-wing place. Russian President Vladimir Putin is scheduled to undergo an operation for cancer. Putin will temporarily hand over power to his hardline spy chief, 70-year-old Nikolai Pershakev, a key architect of the Ukraine war who convinced Putin Ukraine's capital city was full of neo-Nazis. Putin is reportedly suffering from abdominal cancer and Parkinson's disease. And when Putin will undergo surgery is unclear. 77 WABC time check 515. Time for Justin Ellick and a look at sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. We'll begin on the diamond where both New York teams continue to run a rough shot on the rest of Major League Baseball. The Yankees locked up their third series sweep in a row and ninth straight win as they fly out of Kansas City happy with a 6-4 to four win against the Royals. Aaron Judge stayed hot, sending not one, but two baseballs into, orb- into orbit Excuse me, on the afternoon. Looks like he did right there, deep to right. Dozier going back, going back, gone! A two-home run game for Aaron Judge, number eight, and the Yankees lead 6-4. to four. That call courtesy of John Flaherty and the Yes Network. Josh Donaldson drove in the go-ahead run in the seventh on a fielder's choice, and the Bombers did not look back. The first-place Yanks will be tested in the coming days with a three-game set against the second-place Blue Jays, set to begin tonight in Toronto at 7.07 p.m. Jordan Montgomery gets the nod going up against Toronto's Ross Stripling. As for the Mets, they sealed a series win over the Phillies yesterday with a 10-6 win in Queens. Dominic Smith showed out with a perfect day at the dish, going 4-4 with three RBI to back a rare, inconsistent outing from ace Max Scherzer. New York will try and keep rolling as they're set to host the Atlanta Braves tonight at 7.10 p.m. The three-game series will begin with a matchup between Chris Bassett and Atlanta's Max Freed. Quickly, an update on your 2022 NBA playoffs as the Bucks beat the Celtics 101-89 to to take a 1-0 series lead in the East Semis. Out West, the Warriors edged out the Grizzlies, Grizzlies 117-116 to to go up a game in that series. And as for tonight, the Sixers and Heat will kick off their Eastern Conference semifinal series in Miami at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And the Mavericks and Suns will be in Phoenix at 10 p.m. to kick off their West Semifinals bout. The Stanley Cup playoffs set to begin as well tonight with four games slated on the evening as the Rangers don't get started until tomorrow night. In the east, the Bruins are on the road to start against the Hurricanes at 7 p.m. And the Lightning are up north in Toronto to face off with the Maple Leafs at 7.30. As for the west, the Blues will take on the Wild at Minnesota at 9.30 p.m. And the Oilers will host the Kings starting at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Oh, thanks, Justin. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy skies today, showers, light rain or drizzle on and off our high 55. Mostly cloudy overnight, patchy fog rolls in the low 52 tomorrow. Mostly cloudy, the high only 52. And right now we have a reading of 53 degrees rain. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Markets opening this morning following a really, a really rough day on Friday. U.S. stocks plunged. 
with the Nasdaq marking its worst month since October of 2008 and the S&P notching its worst month since March of 2020 at the onset of the the tech-heavy Nasdaq fell 4.2% on Friday, dragged down by Amazon, which dropped nearly 15% after it missed earnings expectations. The S&P 500 shed about 3.6% on Friday, while the Dow dropped 940 points, or 2.8%. Berkshire Hathaway chairman Warren Buffett on Saturday put fresh money behind Activision and Chevron and doled out sharp criticism against speculation in the market. Speaking at Berkshire Hathaway's first in-person annual meeting since 2019, Buffett went so far as to say the markets turned into a gambling parlor. The Oracle of Omaha also commented on inflation, building on prior remarks he's made. Buffett had previously said that inflation swindles equity investors, but noted Saturday that it swindles the bond investor, too. Throttled by Beijing's zero-tolerance approach to COVID-19, China's economy is facing a spell of slower growth. Economists are toying with the term recession to describe it. A recession commonly means two straight quarters of contraction, and that remains unlikely for China, according to economists. The country has many ways to ensure it posts stronger growth from the U.S. and Europe this year, including the ability to unleash heavy government spending. Before the Russia-Ukraine conflict, Ukraine was the world's largest exporter of sunflower oil. The conflict has now paralyzed harvests and left many nations with limited stocks of edible oil and soaring prices for what's left, worsening a food crisis in East Africa and leading to export restrictions in Indonesia. Some shoppers, most recently in Britain, are being limited in their purchase of cooking oils as supermarkets and restaurants adjust to the climbing costs. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures this morning, the Dow is up 119 points at 33,001. S&P 500 up 12 and a half. The Nasdaq has climbed 44 and a half and gold down $32.70 an ounce at $1,879. Crude oil above $100 a barrel at $101.52 down $3.17. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. While living large, former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio and his wife, Sherlane McRae, have racked up $2.5 million in debt. Despite that, they are living in the swanky four-star New York Marriott at the Brooklyn Bridge, where pricey renovations are being done at their home in Park Slope, Brooklyn. An article in the New York Post cites hotel staffers and other sources. So the former mayor is already deep in debt with legal fees and home loans. Here's de Blasio back in November defending financing renovations on his home despite his debt. Uh, It's very simple. This is my house. This is where I live. It has uh, when we moved in in the year 2000, it needed an immense amount of work and we couldn't afford it. And we finally got to a situation where we could refinance and afford to do you know, some really basic renovation that it needed. And I need a place to live and my family needs a place to live. That's the bottom line. So rooms at this hotel run up to $5,000 a night. The de Blasios are reportedly renting a $600 a night room with a living room. Thursday will cost them upwards of $72,000 while renovations are made. 
And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez protege running for Congress supports removing the Christopher Columbus statue from Columbus Circle, which may be a big problem for largely Italian-American congregations she hopes to represent. Brittany Ramos de Barros is seeking to represent New York's 11th congressional district, currently represented by Republican incumbent Nicole Maliotakis. The district plays home to all of Staten Island and parts of Brooklyn, consisting of the largest Italian-American population in the country. Here's de Barros in a campaign video. Because we're tired of being told to settle for crumbs and be grateful. We have the highest COVID case rate in the city And instead of fighting for care and relief, Nicole Maliotakis is out here inciting violent coups and acting like our lives and democracy are worthless. As with AOC, DeBarros, a military vet, is a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. Her chief Democratic primary challenger is former Representative Max Rose, who's seeking to reclaim his old seat after losing to Maliotakis in the 2020 general election. A fatal stabbing Saturday night happened at a Times Square eatery. A verbal dispute between two men at Dave and Buster's escalated to one of the two men fatally stabbing the other. Patrons of Dave and Buster's told NBC New York how unsettling the events were. It's a place for families to have fun, play games, eat, and enjoy. Everybody enjoy their time, period. Nobody wants to be in a place of hostile attention or drama anymore. 39-year-old stabbing victim Alan Stanford died at a hospital on the left side of his chest. A security guard followed the 39-year-old stabbing suspect, Jesse Armstrong, to a nearby train station off 7th Avenue. That's where transit officers removed him from the S train and took him into custody. Police say Armstrong is charged with murder. It's not known just what led to that fatal stabbing. Well, the head of the New York Republican Club, Gavin Wax, Sunday night filed an emergency motion asking a trial court judge to toss out the state assembly district maps as unconstitutional. The maps were redrawn by Democrats and signed by New York Governor Kathy Hochul to give Democrats advantages in the upcoming elections. State Supreme Court Judge Patrick McAllister last week tossed out congressional and Senate maps as illegal, but Republican plaintiffs did not include redrawn assembly maps. New York Republican Congresswoman Claudia Tenney spoke out against the redistricting back in April. This is about counting. You know, they just want to make sure they can, you know, they're losing in Texas, they're losing in Florida, they're losing across the country. So they're going in and they're trying to find ways to carve up the districts based on getting Democrat win and eliminating Republicans in the House of Representatives. The state's Court of Appeals last week declared the congressional and Senate maps as unconstitutional for partisan gerrymandering and failing to follow the law involving map making with the Independent Redistricting Commission. All five members of the FDNY hurt battling a fire which started in a Chinatown restaurant late Saturday night. Fire started in the Dim Sun Palace restaurant, a four-story building in Chatham Square near Mott Street. 200 firefighters were called in. FDNY Assistant Chief Tom Corio on CBS2. Some of the big issue was there was a, a tremendous volume of fire. Um, it was uh, in a lot of these buildings, a lot of these older buildings, there's a lot of concealed spaces um, that fire can travel. Um, and it can really, uh, as much water and fire, you know, volume that we bring to the scene, um, it's, it can be very, very difficult to open up and to extinguish. The injured firefighters are expected to be okay. The cause of that fire is under investigation.
Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy today, showers, light rain, and drizzle on and off our highs 55. Overnight, patchy fog rolls in, mostly cloudy skies, the low 52. Another cloudy day tomorrow, the high again 52. Right now, we have a reading of 53 degrees. Rain reported in some areas. Grandpa, tell me about the good old days. Well, that's a late Naomi Judge, Judd, the elder half of the mother-daughter duo. The Judds died Saturday unexpectedly outside of Nashville, Tennessee. She was 76 years old. No cause of death has officially been revealed, though. On Sunday, the Judds and Ray Charles ironically were inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in an emotional ceremony. Naomi Judd's daughter, Ashley, confirmed her mother's death on Twitter. She did say, we lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness. The Judds, Naomi, and her older daughter, Wyona, have 14 number one hits and a long list of honors, including nine country music association awards, as well as five Grammys. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.